Last week, we saw Mephibosheth returning home to say goodbye one last time before taking up residence in David's palace. Hey everyone, this is Rev Brad, and you're listening to From the Touchline Podcast. This week is the last installment of my best mate Fraser Kay and his creative gift and storytelling of Mephibosheth's story. Special thanks to him for letting me use this to spell me these past four weeks of podcasting while I've been away on sabbatical. You can check out Fraser K on SmileAmazon.com. K is spelled K-A-Y. He's got two books for purchase and two free audiobooks, including this story, told all in one go. Word is that he's going to be recording a few more of these, so if you enjoy them, hang on, follow him, and I'm sure you'll get a good taste. Well, as usual, I'll come back at the end of this installment with some questions for reflection. So sit back and listen as we hear the last episode of The King's Table, a biblical monologue featuring Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, who went from ruin to royal court. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net! Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post, not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made a mint, and they have! He has the hat-trick! The second in his career! The third of the night! The hat-trick hero! Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're at the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! The next day, I was helped aboard a chariot, and we began the journey back home. Two soldiers took turns driving, and a court official sat next to me. I could hardly wait to tell Micah. That's my boy. He's not long to turn three. And Makir. He's been so helpful to me, letting Micah and me stay with him for all these years. I'll miss him. When I arrived home at Lodibar, I explained everything to Makir, Micah and our neighbours. The ride in the chariot, the soldiers, the well-dressed court officials, entering the new capital city, the grand palace, then meeting the king himself. Over the next few days, many people from the village visited, eager to hear my story. I didn't tire of telling it over and over again. Mouths lay wide open as I told them about the sights, smells and sounds of the capital and what the palace was like inside. And what was King David like? they all asked. A few days later, another messenger arrived with more good news. Ziba, my grandfather's servant, had been called again to the palace not long after me. King David had explained to him what he had told me. Not only was I to receive my grandfather's land, but Ziba with his fifteen sons and twenty servants, was to become my servant and manage the entire estate for me, making sure it's profitable so that I lack nothing. Incredible! They will help me look after the inheritance. The land itself I've been given includes a house in Gibeah, where I grew up. It's a little north of Jerusalem. I hadn't been there since the day we had fled. It was going to be the first time I had seen my home since that terrible day of death and ruin. Restored. All the land that belonged to my grandfather. With some of the money from the estate, 
I have been able to buy a small house in Jerusalem, just a stone's throw from the palace. This is so that I can get to and from the palace for the daily family meal. The king has showered such wonderful kindness on me. It would have been enough if he had just sent me some money to make sure I'm okay into my old age. But David has gone much farther. He's gone above and beyond. Every afternoon, I'm taken by one of Ziba's sons to the palace for dinner. The food, you should see it. Yesterday, it was tender lamb, the choicest dates, figs and raisins, beautiful fresh bread, and of course a selection of the finest wines. And there's me, sitting there with David's sons, those born in Hebron, where David was crowned king of Judah, and those born in Jerusalem from the point David became king over all Israel. They're such strong young men. Like any powerful king, David started a large family to make sure he has many sons, so that at least one of them succeeds him. But it's like I'm one of them. Like I've been adopted. Become one of his sons. Restored. Despite my feet. We even get musicians there playing sometimes during our meals. Apparently, David is quite the musician himself. He even writes his own lyrics. When he was young, he used to play for my granddad Saul. So, as the story goes, decades later, that's a year ago, David was sitting in his palace with the world at his feet when he suddenly remembered his promise to my father. That's when he asked who was left of Jonathan's family. Me! Now it all makes sense, as amazing as it is. My life was broken when I was young, and I ended up in a barren place. Now I've been restored, been given a gift of land. The king's kindness has lifted me up. He's gone above and beyond the promise he made to Jonathan, my father. Everything has been turned around. What a restoration! What an inheritance I don't deserve! What kindness! Like that of the Lord! Do you have a king? A leader like that? One who keeps his promises? Seeks out those in desolate places? Lost and forgotten? One who restores what's been lost? One who invites you to eat at his table every day? Who makes you feel like one of his sons, one of his children? Who takes you into his family? Who feeds you with the finest of food? Speaks with you? Looks you in the eye? Listens to you? Goes above and beyond? One as good as David? My feet are still a mess, of course. That won't change. I'm still weak. But the incredible thing is, I might stumble into the presence of the king every day, but each time I enter with confidence because the king has personally invited me. Maybe, like me, you feel that every time you enter the presence of God the king, you come in limping. Perhaps you're sometimes ashamed. You're all too aware of your own weakness. But at the same time, you can enter with confidence, can't you? Yes, a standing invitation from the Sovereign. 
I just need to recall his words, his promise, and all the previous times I've eaten with him. You feel lame, but you're walking on air. I know all about that. And you know what? I don't miss a day. Not a single day. Sometimes I think that dining with the king would be enough, even if I lost all the land returned to me. Well, I need to go now. But before I do, there's one last thing. They say there's a prophecy that David was once given. He was promised a son who will live forever, a far greater king, one whose kingdom will last forever. Well, if he's anything like David, then he's bound to go above and beyond and be even more loyal than him. If in your lifetime you find out who this son of David is, would you let me know? If his level of kindness is greater than David's has been to me, then it will be quite remarkable to see him. Even more astonishing to get to meet him. What a powerful story. Well, Rev. Brad back with some questions for reflection. And again, if these questions connect with you, if they apply, great. If not, move on. There's a few questions for you to think about. First question is this. Have you ever returned to a place that was painful or had painful memories? What was it like? What did you feel emotionally, physically, spiritually? Maybe it was the stadium where you played your last game. Maybe it was a club team that cut you or waved you. Second question. Have you ever felt adopted into a family, a team, an organization, or group? Maybe it was a place where you felt like you had married up, so to speak. Third question. In what ways has God restored you? Have you ever moved from ruin to a royal place? Our next question. Do you feel like you can enter into God's presence with confidence? Why or why not? And our last question. Have you ever met the heir to David's throne? Do you know who it is? Hey, if you want to debrief or process through any of these questions, I want you to reach out. Hit us up at podcast at soccerchaplainsunited.org. I would love to respond to any questions you have, or if these things have stirred up in you, some questions that I can walk alongside of you, or maybe there's a chaplain nearby or close by that can walk alongside these things with you. Well, this is Rev Brad, and you've been listening to From the Touchline with my best mate, Fraser Kay, telling Mephibosheth's story. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.